This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your MLB, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code DSP125 or 200% bonuses using crypto with the promo code DSP200. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet. You win. You get paid. BetUS.com. And away we go. They asked us back for episode two. It's the Flying Elvis' Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Jeff Tito Fidoff. He is Adam Kahn. Tito and Kahn joining you right now uh, as we get uh, within about a week of the uh, regular season started here. Adam, how are you doing today, brother? Have we ever been invited back to anything? No, we, we can't invite ourselves. <laughs> right. Uh, stanza. We, just left, we, left, <laughs> we left a hat behind. We had to come back and pick right. up. That's all it really is, right? Well, yes, they are thanks to DSP Media for having us and BetUS, yes. of course, for supporting us uh, and all of our listeners or listener, wherever you may right. be. We appreciate it. Um, real quick, uh, I saw something today that blew me away. Michael Jordan was released. I don't think I've ever seen that headline before. <laughs> and Bengals. Bengals, right? Bengals really, and fittingly enough, Carolina picked him up. Uh, you know, <laughs> right back to North Carolina sense. where he belongs. <laughs> That's outstanding, right, Adam? I just got done doing uh, as part of that fantasy draft proxy thing I do, uh, yeah. for, where I get hired to do drafts for other people. I just finished off a, an auction, eighteen teams in the auction. That's excessive. And they they end up also using punters. You, you probably need to draft Michael Jordan. That's how deep their offense is. <laughs> right. That's probably way to go about it. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was interesting. I did a couple of drafts tonight. So I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I am ready to just talk and not click on things. So um, I'm, I'm right. I, I just played in a Stableford scoring system uh, golf outing. How did that go? Um, I was horrendous. I, I, listen, you've heard the mantra this year. I know I'm not good. Right, but not this bad. <laughs> I was that bad. I steady Eddie, right? Bogey, bogey golf through four holes, and then just the bottom fell out, and it never came back. So, I was not uh, I was not an asset to my team. We <laughs> Clearly, finished, you were not. <laughs> we, we we finished nineteenth out of twenty nine, and all I kept wondering was how bad were those other ten teams. That's all yeah, I they had to be pretty bad. You're right. A couple right. of one-arm golfers out there. No <laughs> right. offense to any listeners that have one arm. So uh, we are, I'm ready to talk football because I'm, i got to go back to the drawing board on golf. We are at Elvis FFS, as you can see on Twitter. I'm at Fit Happens. He is at Acon95. He's Adam Con, not Andy Con. Don't get him confused. Um, Adam, the big news is from the Baltimore Ravens, right? J.K. Dobbins gets hurt in the final preseason game and is now out for the year. When I first heard it, maybe I'm overreacting. You can tell me if I am. My first thought was, fire Harbaugh. <laughs> Where have you heard that before? I know, too much though? Like, like what, why would you play J.K. Dobbins in a meaningless preseason game? Just so we're clear, 
We're talking about John Harbaugh. Or you're just not using this Either as one. an excuse to fire Jim. Right, right. Well, firing the one was probably justifiable, but why would John Harbaugh play J.K. Dobbins in a throwaway preseason game? Uh, so, all right. Aren't they all throwaway? Like, I, yeah, at some point, these guys need reps. I, right. I'm, I'm not, listen, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to take the easy way out of this. Uh, as a fan, I would be super upset. I mean, I'd be pissed off, right? Like, that's one of our meal tickets this year. Um, they've essentially gone from four running options to two, right? I mean, sure. without without Ingram there. I mean, yeah, I know Ingram wasn't a huge factor, but he was reliable. Um, right. And so you still had three really solid weapons. And we sure. talked about this last week. We talked about how much – I did anyway, about how much I loved Dobbins and Edwards. Uh and I listen. They're not going to change their formula. Lamar Jackson is not all of a, all of a sudden going to throw it five hundred plus times, right? In a season, um, they're still going to keep that foundation intact. And of course, Gus Edwards is going to his value. We'll talk about that in a minute. Gus Edwards' value is going to going to certainly shoot up the draft boards, right? Um, but we don't know how fluid the Ravens offense, you, you know, was or we're not behind the scenes, you know, maybe they're just trying to work out some things for a quarter or a couple of drives. Like sometimes quarterbacks and, and they just want to, they just get in there for like two series. They throw two touchdowns. I'm good. Let, let's get right. started. But if you've got a couple three and outs, sometimes coaches are gonna be like, you know what guys get back in there. Like, let's see, you know, let, let's see, you, let's see you iron this out. And Adam, I, I can understand why. Okay, look, the, the Ravens' preseason's been fractured because yeah. Lamar Jackson leave with COVID. Uh, you know, the injuries, Rashad Bateman, and, you know, guys have missed time and things like that. So I understand wanting to get into a rhythm. My right. thinking is, though, if you're that worried about it, you've had all this practice time to work out, you've had joint practices, plenty of time to run through this, and it's not like J.K. Dobbins is a rookie. Right, but you don't have game experience. Well, he's got plenty of game experience from last year. You know, like I'm just saying, he he he. I I would much rather if I was ahead, and this is easy for me to say this, but what I would what I would rather do though is look. If I'm worried about being ready for game one of the regular season, I'm not going to risk Dobbins going out there and getting hurt. I would say, you know what? If we're not ready for game one, we're going to lose game one. We will get plenty of game experience there. Dobbins, he played what one or two series in game two, right? I think he had something like, I don't know, less than five carries. Right. It, it was something like four for seven or four for eight, something like that. It, And that made me nothing. That's just – sometimes coaches like, just go out there and get hit, come back and sit down. And that may be – but what if it wasn't fluid? Like what if, you know, they had a couple three and outs? I mean, that just – sometimes you just – I don't know, man. I, 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 I can see it both ways. As a fantasy – Owner and drafter, infuriating. Right. I'm, just, I'm, I'm kind of playing. Listen, admittedly, I'm playing a little devil's advocate here. I'm talking about it from an NFL's perspective and a coach's sure. perspective, and from a fantasy perspective, it is maddening, right? Like, thanks, hey, if you, you know, use if, a if you drafted, if you drafted yeah. four or five days ago, you know, your number two running back is gone. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 insane, and that's by the way, it's also why we told you the first podcast 
Wait as long as possible to draft. <laughs> Do not draft early. Wait. My big league, we waited until Sunday afternoon, this past Sunday, to draft. That's what we did. So, And that's what you should. Oh, by the way, Gus Edwards uh, had seven yards to carry in week two of the preseason. Did not run in week three, game three. But, you know, they still ran it 34 times, even with all their second and third stringers. I mean, well... Dobbins ran it three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really lightened his load, didn't and then, they? And then that was it. They're like, oh, wait, now we're done. You really don't think it was smart for them to do that, do you? Armchair quarterback? I don't want to no, I don't want to get on that soapbox after the fact. I if we had had this conversation a week ago and we were it would make then we could come back and say, I told you so. It's right. easy for us to say no. Like again, like Dobbins didn't do Listen, he only had four carries uh, in week two. Right. But maybe he just didn't have a good carry. Maybe he didn't break a tackle. Maybe they just wanted him to, you know, bust, get a six-yard gain. And then, okay, cool. We got it. We got our flow down. Well, I don't know. Where Baltimore's um, fortunate, though, is that Gus Edwards is a nice guy to have on the back burner, right? I mean, it, and I'll, oh, dude, he's a nice guy to have on the back burner prior to this. And they've got Tyson Williams, too. Who also is an intriguing prospect. He he is. Uh, uh, Hill, I believe, just be, based on his experience, has the inside track for now. Right. Uh, Gus Edwards' history as a receiver is minimal at best. Sure. Um, I think he only had it was single digits receptions uh, last year. I, he doesn't have more than maybe thirteen or so in a single season. Right. It, so yeah. he's not going to be a three down guy. No. Um, but the way they ran that offense uh, in Lamar Jackson's rookie year, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is similar. It is a similar offense to what, than what to what Gus ran in college. And he fit really well. He does yeah. fit really well in that scheme. Um, is he going to get 250 carries? Might be a stretch. Uh, 200, though, he'll get. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, limited as a receiver, so two hundred I think is is your is your baseline for him, right? And two twenty five, maybe you know. Uh, and he gets hurt near the goal line because you've got Lamar Jackson back there too. He does, but he you know he did. Uh, let's see, I think he only had a couple touchdowns last year. Uh, in his rookie campaign, I think he had six. Right. And so it's there. It, it's he's he is capable of getting you eight. To ten touchdowns, so he, um, he's an RB two, right? No, you got RB one? Certainly no, 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 no. He is not no. a one. In fact, uh, uh, the latest mock draft on ESPN, they had him going in the er, mid fourth round, but it was behind like Josh Jacobs, also in a split carry situation. Now, on paper, Josh Jacobs is probably more talented. He certainly has the pedigree of, of a fantasy running back. Sure, yeah. But now, but now you know you got uh, uh, you Drake and Drake. The Drake, right? Uh, love the and, Drake. I don't know. <laughs> right, I, I, I like the Drake. I don't know if I yeah. love the Drake. Um, so, you know, there's other guys like uh, um, Amari Cooper is getting drafted ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, you know, how much do you bring him up the board? Because prior well, to that, he was he was you know in the double digit rounds, getting right. no respect. And you know, this 
this is where the injury hurts, right? His value now, you can't hide him on a draft. He's overvalued now. He's over, right. Are you going to yeah. pay for him? Because I was all about getting Gus Edwards as my like fourth running back right. and using him as a flex, but getting value for him. Right. Now, I, <sighs> he just because he replaces Dobbins doesn't mean he replaces Dobbins. You know what I mean? Fair. That, that, but I like him a lot too. I think I've overdrafted him a couple times. I'm just but, saying. But, but everyone does now, though. But he becomes a 1,008 caliber running back, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So that puts yeah. him in line with Chris Carson. Um, I don't know. Um, Miles Sanders. I'm not really high on Miles Sanders. I'm not high on Miles Sanders either. No. You know, so you know Jacobs. Like the, he's in that range. Yeah. Um. So, in fact, I mean, I might take him ahead of Chris Carson. I, I, pr- I wouldn't do this, but Chris Carson does have an injury history. Sure. Uh, he's reliable. He's a good goal line back, even though the Seahawks like to mess around inside the five. He's not necessarily their go-to. But Edwards just has something about that offense that's just tailor-made for running backs. Uh, and they will not clear – listen, that – Preseason is usually the time when you air it out and then test your quarterbacks and, and get your receivers in there. And not the get your number one running back. The Raiders ran it 34 times in their final yeah. preseason game. That's yeah. that's that's abnormal. I'm not saying it's unheard of. Right. They stuck to their their to what got them this far in previous years. Sure. For yeah. What five five hundred total carries yeah. last year? I mean, it's insane. Yeah. But they're they're yeah they're certainly structured still, and especially now with the injuries at receivers. And the fact that really the most reliable receiver right now is Sammy Watkins. You know, I mean, I guess Mark Andrews tight end, but the most reliable receiver though is Watkins right now. And so they're going to run the ball a lot still. Yeah. That's not going to change. Yeah, they didn't make major upgrades. Right. We'll get into the running back situation. Sammy Watkins, you mean the uh, the uh, the Anquan Bolden of the, of the 2020? <laughs> Anquan Bolden is still pissed off at you for saying that. <laughs> I've reached out to him personally on Twitter several times. Uh-huh. He hasn't responded yet, but I think he's read them. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about some running back situations momentarily, but let's talk about the the shock. At least as far I don't know, maybe you weren't that shocked. I was shocked that the Patriots cut Cam Newton. The more you dig into this, the more it makes right. sense. It's. I don't know how much of this is a a we love Jones, right? He's, he played well. Sure. Cam Newton started every preseason game. Jones did not get any time. I shouldn't say any. He didn't get a lot of time with the first team. Right. And so, so on. Right. So when you first hear this, it's it's kind of like listen. If if you liked Jones better than than Cam. Then why wasn't he starting games, or why didn't you give him a chance to start games? Yeah, but as you dig deeper, uh, this potentially could be—we'll tread lightly. This could be a COVID issue. Uh, he's not vaccinated, right? Uh, now he wouldn't admit it earlier. He said it was a personal decision, but I—but I believe it's public record with the NFL. Uh, It—he is—he is in a category of. He must be placed in a certain level of quarantine, right? And that's and that's how you figure out if a yeah, that's how the NFL letting everybody know. Yeah, right. So, based on that, he's not vaccinated, and he missed four games last year. 
mm-hmm. and and that domino effect of potentially harming your team. You alluded to this last week. Do you draft a guy if you know they could potentially jeopardize their fantasy season and or their teammates? Right. And I think this has this has something to do with a, a level of trust. I mean, you know, yeah. I don't like complimenting Bill Belichick much, but this is a no nonsense move. And I don't think he thinks they can risk that. Even if even if Cam Newton deserves to start on that team, and if he knows the offense after a year, uh, it's not fair to the other 52 players on that roster to potentially put them at risk. Another thing about the other factor of this could be is that maybe Belichick just didn't want to tailor the offense around Cam he wants to run the offense he wants to run. The Brady last offense. Year, last year was the first time they've really had to adjust for their player rather than the player learning the system. Sure, now, yeah. And that's not fair to, to scrutinize Cam for that. He came in late. He has a certain he has a certain skill set. He's right. talented. He can, you know, play on the fly. They didn't have a good support cast for him. All that's true. Uh but they drafted Mac Jones for a reason. And it's because they think he has the tools to run the offense that they want to run. And maybe they're just going to do it six weeks earlier or 12 weeks earlier than expected. See, and that's gonna... the part that, that surprised me Adam, was the fact that if, if you think that if you, okay, I understand if you think that Cam might, this is the wrong word, infect the team and affect it that way. Right. Then yes, I get why he did it. By the way, Urban Meyer's catching all kinds of hell for what he said where he talked about how players being vaccinated or not played a role and if they were a cut or not. And then he had to back off after everyone came after the NFLPA came after him and said, well, you can't do that. But it sounds like Belichick did that without saying it though, publicly. I mean, can't he do that? No, I don't think, I, I don't think you're allowed to. Well, let me see. I'm not I mean, the whole legal side of it. I can understand that. I think a player could file a grievance if he was cut because he wasn't vaccinated. Okay, I think a player could file a grievance. Well, but he said it played a role. He didn't say it was because. No, but still, Belichick never, like Belichick, the savvy old Belichick, never mentioned that, that that was the reason why. He, he was very don't. smart not to do it. <laughs> he, he just was like, sorry. Yeah. but Right, and then everything else after that is just speculation. It's just reporters like, well, I think, and this is an unnamed source. And Right. It, and um, this is the genius of Belichick, though, is that. Uh, please, please. No, let me tell you. No, I'm with you. Just, it makes me feel dirty also. Listen. If he is a Belichick, genius, they would have gone to the playoffs last year. All right. He's, okay. But Belichick may have been playing Cam. Genius of cheating. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> Get close to the microphone when you say that next time. No one will know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Belichick could have been playing Cam early in this preseason and starting him to showcase him for a potential trade, right? Wouldn't that have been genius? If he thought early on, Mac Jones is my guy, but I want to get something for Cam, wouldn't that have been smart for him to do that? I think it would have been smarter for him to videotape the opposition okay. uh, during, right. the, during the game, three game war. Oh, wait, no, he did that already. He did that also. Deflate some right. footballs, whatever. Right, right. Okay, so let's talk about the fantasy impact now. <laughs> I believe this increases the value for Damian Harris now, right? Well, you are really pushing that Damian Harris. I lo- dude, I overpaid for him, overdrafted him, and I'm like, yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to keep pushing that narrative until I'm going to make it true. But yeah. no, 
Cam Newton's 12 or 14 rushing touchdowns are gone now. So doesn't that make Damian Harris more valuable? That's fair. Um, But, you know, doesn't make the other three or four running backs that he's going to roll out there. You know, is Damian Harris any more valuable than Jonas Gray? Because he could come back tomorrow yes. and run hundred yards, right? I, no, okay, Damian, okay. Damian Harris is better than Jonas Gray. Uh, fair, fair, fair. Yes. To start the season, Damian yes. Harris's value rises. I, I don't like drafting based on prior knowledge. Ba- you know, like just because, <laughs> based on prior knowledge. What the hell does that mean? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Based on prior, just because. In years past, you can't trust which Patriots running back is going to get the the red zone carries. Totally so agree. Yes, doesn't mean we can't make a really solid. Uh, we can speculate, right? And judging based on the other bodies on that team, absolutely, Damian Harris is the leading candidate. But are you going to draft him as your number two? Would yes. You, are you going to rely on that based on? It's the same coaching staff. Are you going to rely on that? Knowing that the James White and the Rex Burkheads of the past have stolen countless of touchdowns. James White's still there. I I know, but I'm just saying, like, those guys have stolen dozens and dozens and dozens of touchdowns. But doesn't last year, though, that you saw the way – look, we just talked about this. They changed the offense around. With Cam Newton there, right? They they move things. They did things differently because Cam Newton was the quarterback. Though, man, like, but but can't they? Isn't it? Can you believe at least part of you believe that Belichick will change the offense again because you got a rookie quarterback in a dynamic? I called him dynamic, by the way. I think I'm the first person in media anywhere to say Damian Harris is dynamic. But you've got a dynamic talent back there with the rookie quarterback. Mm, I don't. I just this increases Jacoby Myers' value too, right? I'm not I'm not taking him number two. I'm not doing it. I can't wait to prove you wrong. Um I guess I, I, I look I like Damian Harris a lot. I, I do think that the Patriots, I think that Harris is gonna get every opportunity to be the number one back there. Every opportunity. I agree. What what's your you know in, in, in a in a brief window of what we've seen of Stevenson? Uh, they're high in him as a handcuff. Sure. But again, James White's just going to poach and poach and poach. And he's not even a goal linebacker. He's just he's, a guy that no, he won't. He'll, they're going to swing past the shit out of him inside yes. the five. And and then you're... But I still think I think they'll swing past the shit out of it, though, on second and third downs. I think your first down back's going to be Damian Harris, though. And if he can show me what he can do, if he can do that, you won't have to worry about James White. <laughs> you watch our next podcast. I'm going to tell you that I have... Uh, Damian Harris on my team. <laughs> my tail tucked between my legs. I'm like, yeah. yeah still, no, I like him all of a sudden. Right. He's okay. okay. Let's talk about some running backs situations, Adam. And I, I want to get offer our takes on uh, – we'll throw a few teams out there. A couple of running backs on the teams. We, we mentioned this last week. Let's do Buffalo first. Let's do Buffalo first. Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. That's Where right. you could get them in drafts or auctions. Where do you find the better value with Moss or Singletary? And don't say Matt Breda. Because <laughs> I didn't I didn't do any notes on Breda. Uh you didn't because you didn't take notes on him. 
I think Moss is the better value. Okay. Uh, Singletary is ahead of him on the depth chart, and he's a better uh, better receiver. He mm-hmm. had, I think, uh, went from twenty eight to thirty nine receptions last year. So, what's well, not a reception a game, right? Less than that. Okay. Even. okay. Go ahead. That's thirty nine. He improved. Points. No, you're right. He improved. He improved. He's it's not right to Craig. That's thirty nine points or, right, or you're twenty right. or whatever. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. Go ahead. Play that on a loop. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, Moss is the is the touchdown poacher though. Yes. And Singletary's gonna go first for sure. Moss is the is the value. Moss is the value. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, not sure if I want either one of them, and not sure if I want to count any of them. That offense, though, man. Like I just. Well, yeah, but look, as much as about Lamar Jackson stealing touchdowns, so's Josh Allen. He's going to steal some too. You know, I love Diggs. I love Emmanuel Sanders there now too. By the way, I. I so listen. I, I'm a Sanders fan from when back when he was in Pittsburgh because I'm a Pittsburgh right. fan and I love what he brought to the table and I really liked him when he was in Denver. I thought he really gave yeah. them a, a, a great compliment. Has he finished a year? Has he finished a season in the last three, four seasons? <laughs> I don't know. You might you know? be right. Yeah, I don't know if he has or not. And, yeah. And I'm sorry. Like, I know there's some controversy with. Um... Come on, help me out. I don't know who you're talking about. Buffalo slot receiver. Amazing hands, just all day long underneath. I know who you're talking about now. You're talking about the unvaccinated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, guy. It is. Hang on. <laughs> Come on. You have to edit this out. It's uh, Cole Beasley. Thank you. How's that going to work? You got Beasley well, and uh, you, they are the same receiver. Those two are the exact same player. Uh, Beasley's scrappier. Uh, he, well, he, 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 he doesn't get. Listen. Player to player. Yeah. I want Beasley. See, I want Sanders. You're going to get Sanders because Beasley's going to be out with COVID. All right. yeah. <laughs> COVID missed three years. But yeah, I, I think I want Sanders over Beasley, though. Uh, really? Is that white receiver bias? No, I think you're fine. Okay. I want Beasley. You uh, also want Wes Welker. Uh, no, he's, <laughs> I think he's still concussed. <laughs> Okay, so we we who both is, agree who that, that who is the guy in the Colts number eleven? Oh, he had such promise. He was he was behind Harrison and Wayne. I don't remember who it was. I number don't eleven, Anthony Gonzalez being there. That, yes, that, that it is the Ohio State receiver. I mean, he, the the guy got the lit up machine for, guy. He, he was every, like slipping, right? Slipping every every other week, lit up yeah. for a concussion. Yeah, now he's like a state representative or something in Ohio. That's comforting. Uh. <laughs> According to fantasyfootballcalculator.com, mm-hmm. Moss is getting drafted ahead of Singletary. Well, you see, if that's the case, I'd rather have Singletary probably then. You talk about value. I yeah. mean, right? Yeah. If we both agreed that if Singletary is the one getting picked first, we like Moss. If Moss is the one getting picked first, we like Singletary. I, I, I know. I just I think I think well, I I'm I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with Moss. Jerk store. That's the, that's the play. <laughs> But we don't want either one of them on a regular basis. I think Singletary is is the leading carrier, leading uh, touches. Right. Uh, 
but Moss is going to get the red zone looks. Okay. Uh, That's fair. And I, I, again, we talked about this before we started tonight. I don't understand the breed of signing. That doesn't make sense. I'm not me. sure what, for depth purposes, great. But right. uh, Brita, I thought, I mean, that, that guy was, you'd only get like 10 carries and you, you were guaranteed to get 60, 70 yards out of him. I mean, he's, yeah. He, he, he does really, you get the most out of him. I just don't, where do you find, where do you find room for him in a right, draft? Because and, and, and on the team, what, how are you going to do that? I, I, Moss and Singletary, each of them won 60% of the touches, right? <clears throat> I mean, they, that they're mathematically not impossible. I know. So I'm saying they both want that though. If yeah. they both want 60% of the touches, yeah. Where does Brady come in? So I don't get that one either. Which uh, team right, are you going to go next? I'm exhausted of the Bills. So let's – where, where do you right. want to go next? Let's go uh, – why don't we go Denver with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, the rookie out of North Carolina? That is an intriguing uh, situation because Williams is getting all the hype. He is. But it's not like – it's not like Gordon is like some schmo off the street. I mean, that guy's got he, talent. Yeah. And and he's a, he's a goal line – they don't have a lot of options. They, and he's a good receiver out of the backfield. Yes. So, like, is this situation, I would think it's Gordon, If for the first six weeks of the season, Gordon's the one you want. For the last six, you want Williams in between. Who the hell knows? Uh, it's like wasting a draft pick, right? It, if, if, well, it's, it's either wasting it, it, or you're going to steal. You know I mean, like, if you – if you can afford, if if you have drafted well early in 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 your draft, and you've right. got three guys that are are reliable, whether or not you have a flex, you got right. three three bona fide starters. Yep. They don't have to be. They don't have to be. Uh, uh, they don't have to all be workhorses. Right. But you need to get 200, 250 out of them. Touches and and it would, yeah, well carries, carries and it'd yeah, be nice yeah it'd be nice to get twenty to forty top two, right twenty yeah twenty forty receptions somewhere yeah. somewhere in that yeah. range two yeah. to two fifty reliable top three running backs mm-hmm. then as a fourth I love either one I you can draft and stash Williams see how it goes you can draft uh, uh, Gordon and maybe Denver's like listen we're going to bring this guy along slowly and Gordon's our guy because Gordon's done nothing to necessarily lose that job. Williams is just a, a, a big talent. Does your strategy on that, I'm just curious I, from a strategic standpoint here. My strategy, my strategy is to stay away unless I need depth. Okay. But when you look at the guy, when you're in a situation where you've got Gordon and Javante Williams both out there, um, and I've mentioned this before that in the leagues I play in, I make the playoffs, honestly, Adam, probably 90% of the time. And you're probably in the same vein, aren't you? Yeah. So uh, do you uh, draft? Uh, listen, Finley Vilbrat, I'm not going to go out on that lead. I do okay. <laughs> okay. But, uh, I'm good. I do okay. But when you draft, though, does that play into it? When you look at the situation where, like, if you think to yourself, okay, Gordon's a guy weeks one through six. I can get by weeks one through six. I'll be Four and two, I'll be just fine. I want the guy who I can count on in the playoffs, and that could be Javante Williams. Does that cross your mind in your drafting? It does for me. I didn't know if it does for you also. Maybe I'm overthinking it a little bit. But do you go into a draft thinking, I am going to be in the postseason 
I'm going to draft that way. So I did that a lot of times last year with Fournette. Okay. Uh, I love the potential he had as a November, December kind of running back. Not based on matchups, just based on the talent. Because you can't based on, on matchups anymore. Correct. Based yeah. on based on what he'd done in the past in the postseason. Right. Based on his build. Yep. You know, you, you get into that you get into that time of year in December. I know it's Tampa and weather is not a factor, but they do play if, elsewhere. If they gotta and, play outdoors, yeah, somewhere. Right. And that's the guy you need to move to to, to move the pile. Right. And to and to wear you down. Sure. And you know, that's that's why they got him. Now, maybe it happened a little later than I would have hoped. Right. But you saw that in the postseason, he became their one. But did you make a conscious I, decision there in that drafting spot? I, I, I when I drafted Fournette, yeah, I, I had him in three leagues. I specifically took him as my fourth running back. I was comfortable with the three I had, right? And then I and then I went and, and I went and I I I wouldn't say I overdrafted him by much, but I went ahead of his ADP specifically. Because I like the upside so much on him. Do you do something like that in most most years and most of your drafts? So Latavius Murray is another example of that, right? Uh, not this year, uh, right. but in in previous years, he was a he wasn't even a one B to Kamara, but he was a reliable floor ten touches a game. You knew you were. I mean, okay, it didn't work out every week like that. Sure. But you knew when they were going to run the ball consistently, he was going to factor in. Right. Uh, and so Latavius Murray was kind of like the the Fournette of 2018-2019. Okay. And, and, and Fournette. So, but I don't do that unless I'm comfortable at my position. So I'm not going to go for Gordon. Yeah. I, I, I don't I'm think not, I want either one of them either. Again, I'd like them as a four. As a four, right? Either one. Right. Now, we'll get back to running backs. So I want to ask you this though. And, yeah, and, and and if I get you know, if somebody t- takes them as, as a two or a three, have at it, Hoss. And they strike and they strike gold. You know, yeah. good for you. Or right. sorry about your luck. Yeah. But, but I'm, I'm not. You. I'm not taking that risk. Like I'm not going to go after a quarterback and receiver and leave myself in a position to have to draft a Denver running back as my two. How are you treating Michael Thomas this year? Like, is that somebody who you're saying to yourself, you know what? I can get by for six weeks without him or seven weeks, whatever it is. And he's got value after that. Or are you saying, I don't trust Michael Thomas and the Saints relationship and I'm staying away. So the problem with that is that, is he as good as he was? A year and a half ago, doesn't seem that way, does it? Right. Are we talking about the Michael Thomas of two years ago and beyond, or are we talking about the he kind of slowed down? That, again, you have to assess the quarterback situation. Right. Winston yeah. can throw the ball further than Breeze. <laughs> that that guy right? got no issues throwing the ball. <laughs> Might be to the wrong team, but he can throw the ball further than Drew Brees, and that's better for Michael Thomas. For sure. But is their offense built that way? Are well, they are they a long ball team? You know, it's not like Devery Henderson's on the team anymore. That guy was that was my favorite. Two for eighty and a touchdown. <clears throat> but 
they might, much like we talked about Belichick, or more like I did, I guess, about he could tailor the offense around it. You wonder if Sean Payton is going to tailor it more that way with Winston back there. With Breeze, we knew he couldn't throw the ball 40 yards, right? So maybe the offense is tailored that way for a reason. Right. When Taysom Hill was quarterback, he gave a lot of love to Michael Thomas. And Taysom Hill is not that good of a passer. But Michael yeah. Thomas got a lot of touch, a lot of, a lot of uh, targets and a lot of receptions with Taysom Hill back there. And Jameis Winston's better than Taysom Hill. All right. Let's start with the obvious first. What does this do for Callaway? For six weeks, he's... Callaway's the beast, I think, right. for six weeks. Okay. But is he a beast, first, <clears throat> first and foremost? And is he only a beast because Thomas is out of the lineup? Well, I... My con- yeah, I, I think that he's got potential to be a very good receiver. I shouldn't have said beast. That was really hyperbole there. <laughs> I, I think he'd be a really good receiver with Winston back. Jeff I, or Gus Johnson. I forget. Hey, listen, I do like Jameis Winston. I probably like him more than most people do. I think that Jameis Winston is going to thrive in that offense wow. with Sean Payton. Thrive. Okay. There you go. Give I, me I'm Winston. Happy. Give me Damian Harris. Bring your team. You got Winston and Harris leading the charge. Yes. Okay. You don't like Winston this year? I listen. I don't. I I don't not like him. But are you taking him as your one? No, not as no. my one. No, because you don't have to though. I don't have to take him by one. No one's going to take Winston as their one. I'm saying that I'm going to take him over Matt Ryan. So you could. Okay, that's fair. You could wait six, seven rounds. Take. Stafford, Brady. I I don't, I don't respond to. That's that <laughs> Way to be objective. Yes, yeah, so you right. take Stafford. That's fine. We'll go Stafford. We'll stick with that. You, you, you could, yeah, you could take Stafford as like your your seventh or eighth quarterback down the list. Right. Be plenty happy, and then back it up with Winston, and yeah. and if anything happens, you're good. I I, I support that strategy. Yeah, I I mean, he could be a one. But I, you don't have to take him as a one, which is what I love right. about Jameis Winston. Is that he, and you're you're willing to take the two interceptions if he throws you three touchdowns and three hundred yards? Like it's absolutely, it's, it's, a, it's yeah, it's a minor setback. But the three good thing. Do you believe in do who do you believe in more? What do you believe more that Winston's a bad quarterback or I'm sorry, let's do it this way. What do you believe more? The Winston is a thirty interception guy, or that Sean Payton is an offensive genius who can work with who can help mold quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Is that word again? Which Genius. one? Genius. I know. I've used it a lot. It's because it's my nickname in high school. But um, yeah. So, like, what do you believe in more? The Winston was thirty interceptions, or that Peyton's really an offensive guru? No, listen. I I, uh, I saw what Bridgewater was able to accomplish in that offense. Now he wasn't carrying that team necessarily every week, right? Uh, but he did not lose games for him. Was he a fantasy stud? No. Um, could you put him in there as an emergency and get yourself adequate quarterback points? Right. Yeah. Winston is has – he's going to lose you games, but his ceiling is higher than, than Bridgewater. Yeah. Well, uh, Taysom Hill's still going to factor into games, and he's still going to steal some points. You think he's uh, still pat like quarter? You think he's gonna steal quarterback points? Sure, they'll bring. I think he steals more Kamara points than he does Winston points. Well, yes, and that's that's always been the case. 
but he'll go two for three for 40 yards and he might throw a touchdown pass. He might. Uh, I mean, he did last year. Sure. That's well, the kind of stuff he would do. He, he'd get he, 50 yards and a rushing touchdown. <laughs> and all, oh, by the way, here's a 25 yard touchdown pass also on a gadget play. But he was the starter there too when he did that. He was doing that also as a, as a, was, you know, when, before, uh, when Breeze was playing two years ago. Taysom yeah. Hill came in and did the same thing. I yeah. think he had seven yeah. touchdowns uh, two years ago. So he can still fill that role, but it doesn't it doesn't diminish Winston as a good backup quarterback for fantasy. Right. Yeah, I think he's a two. I think I, I, I'm happy if I as long as I've got a like I don't want Baker Mayfield as a one and Winston as a two. I don't want that. I don't want Burrow as a one and Winston as a two. But I'm fine with Brady. Rogers, Stafford, somebody like that. I am right. fine with that person as a one, and Winston as a two. That I'm okay with. Even Roth- sure. well, Roethlisberger's not the right. No, I don't think Roethlisberger. But anyway, let's jump back to running backs. Give me another team. Who do you want to go? We can go. Uh, uh, we can go. Jet 49ers. Uh, we can go. I want to go Eagles real quick. So Miles Sanders clear the number one, but they did cut Jordan Howard. Right. Surprising. And, and that is not a team that leans heavily on a single running back. Right. So, uh, Gainwell. Yeah, Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell steps in as the de facto number two. Mm-hmm. And that team isn't stacked uh, with talent and often plays from behind. Right. So, receptions. You know, like as, as, a, good, as, as a good emergency flex guy and as a handcuff to Sanders because let's face it, that's Sanders isn't built to last. I yeah, I don't love Sanders at all. I it, are they are they setting themselves up though to be like a where Jalen Hurts, they're thinking, okay, he's actually a running back also. And I'm not saying he's not gonna pass the ball. He will. I know he had some struggles last year with accuracy, but are they looking at it like, you know what, we're gonna try to control the ball. We don't need uh, you know, we don't need Jordan Howard. We've got Sanders, you know, we got Gainwell, we've got um you know, we've got Hurts. We can we can run the ball that way and stay and try to keep the ball and stop the other team from scoring by keeping the ball. You know what I mean? Right. But but that team, really, I, I brought up the Eagles to really bring them down. <laughs> like, okay, who's the second-leading rusher on that team this year? Tell me, like, second-leading rusher on that team. Is it's it? Hurt. It's Right, I agree, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, provided he – Stays healthy, sure. You know he's right. he, that that offensive line is not going to do him any favors. No. no, so he either gets he either gets hurt on the run or he gets hurt in the pocket. Yeah, yep, uh, I agree. And then, and then you downgrade every eagle once Hertz goes down. The rest of the team goes down. Yeah, they got, some, they got some nice sleeper receivers. Uh, uh, Jalen uh, Rieger's nice. Right. Devonta Smith, the guy they drafted out of Alabama. Yep. Are they the yeah. worst team in the NFC East? Yes. I think they are too. I think I'm it's a not a big fan of the Giants. I, I honestly, I, I think it's a Washington and Dallas race. It is, yeah, whoever gets to nine wins first wins that division, <laughs> right? Nine and right. eight wins. And the, and the Giants probably gonna feel a little disrespected, but you know, I'm sorry, like they're they're yeah. aligned as bad as as Philadelphia, so right. You're not gonna, you're not gonna like you know against that Washington defense. There's no, no, way. no way. Yeah, yeah. No way. No way. Did, did you uh, empty out your Philly notebook, or do you have something else to add? No, no, no. That, that was it. Uh, real quick, a couple of IDP yeah. notes. Not for IDP Good. purposes, but for team defense. Um, yeah. 
step on to it for the Steelers defensive line. Going to miss an undetermined amount of time. They say it's a knee injury, but also because he could be overweight. Did, wait, did they see that in the in the release? Does it not, say overweight? No, no it, it's, it's one of the headlines I was like, for due to knee injury, overweight. So they had overweight um, quotes. And he admitted that he's working on you know, So that's – I remember Mike Tomlin's first year. Right. You remember Casey Hampton? Yes. Just beast of a nose tackle. Sure. Puts him on the pup list basically for being fat. That's, that's, <laughs> He couldn't. He couldn't finish the 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 sprints, and it was this. It was like two years removed from a Super Bowl, and these guys were like, "We're top dogs." And Tomlin, it was a message. Comes in right. there and says, "Like, nope, you're on the pup list. We're not playing you. Get in shape." So, how much do you think that affects the Steelers' defense? Well, this is one of those things where he may only be out a couple weeks. He may right. not even miss a game. They might. Yeah, this could just I'm be saying, like he uh, misses. Does he games? Big thing. Do you think he misses a game? I mean, their first games against Buffalo. Do I want uh, – listen, I, Tyson Alulu is a really good reserve lineman, and he, can, sure. he he rotates in and out all the time. But two and Hayward are the backbone of that of that front three. Okay, got it. Yeah, without those two, yeah. you can't rush as well. Like, you know, uh, you, you know, Watt and Ingram and Highsmith, mm-hmm. like they're, they're, they're going to get more attention. Right. So – you know, I don't want to make a, a, a mountain out of molehill over one player on the Steelers' defense, but we've seen it happen before. Shazier? Sure. Oh, yeah. They were never as, the same. As, the same soon, as soon as he went down, yeah. they gave up 30 points a game the rest of right. the season. Uh, when Bush, Devin Bush went down last year, yep. they got used over the middle. Now, I love yeah. the trade. I would love the trade they made for Schobert because Bush clearly isn't 100% from his knee injury last mm-hmm. year. Um, Spillane is good. Adequate, right. but not yeah. a full-time starter. They Vince Williams surprisingly retires. So I love the Schobert uh, uh, acquisition. Yep. But not having to it in that middle against uh, Bills week one. The Bills, yeah. That's that's tough, man. I, yeah. I downgrade. I immediately downgrade the Steelers. Uh, maybe outside of my top ten defense week one, if to it doesn't play. If he does play, it could be a grudge match. You know, I, I sneak him back in the top ten. Still top five for season, though. It's top five for season. Right. But outside, yeah. But it, I might yeah. look elsewhere if I'm starting them week one. Yes, I agree. Yeah. You look at some of these matchups. It's funny. It's like you could have Cleveland's a top five defense, too. They've got the for Chiefs sure. in week one. You know, so it's like, <laughs> right, right. great. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right now, no, right now, no, right now. Right. Uh, I'm dra- The Browns are my team on defense. Not yet. Yeah. Not right. Yet. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you, use caution. But um, you've got to. You're only going to draft one defense anyway, right? You never draft two defenses, do you? Please tell me. I you don't, don't draft two defenses. No, I, it, it's a, you, you can easily cut your sixth receiver that you took a flyer yeah. on for your bye week on week seven, eight, nine, whenever that defense has a bye. Sure. Yes. Let's let's just get that. Don't draft two defenses. Don't draft two kickers. No. Some people, some people don't even draft two tight ends. No. I understand. I understand if you you know if you lose a tight end. From an injury, you want a decent backup ready to go. Right. I can I can get on board there. You can play a, you can play a kicker, a different kicker every week in the NFL. Well, that's what some people have done. They don't draft yeah. a kicker. They just pick. They stream it every week. They pick up a new kicker yeah. or a new defense every week. You figure if you're in a ten team league, twelve team league, 
Most people don't have two kickers or two defenses. You're going to get a pretty good kicker defense still, yep. right? A decent if one. Have, if you have a chance to, dra to draft Lutz from the Saints yeah. or uh, Tucker maybe, from Baltimore. Sure. I, I totally get it, right? Yeah. Go for it. It's fine. I get it. Go ahead. But if you've missed out on the top five, six kickers. Right. They're all the same. Right. Either wait till the last two rounds or don't. <laughs> and, yeah, just, or don't and, yeah. and just play roulette all season I, long. I hope you haven't had your draft yet if you're listening right now. If you have, well, hopefully you had it by I guess hopefully you had it before the, or after the Dobbins injury. I was in two drafts, Adam, when the Dobbins injury went down. Like I was in an auction and a draft. How like, many times was he gone in both of those when it was announced? And when one of them in the draft, he was gone early. And the auction, one of the guys was bidding him up, like bidding, like, oh, I, I got Dobbins. He's going through, and he's all excited. He got Dobbins for like 23 bucks, And it was like, hey, by the way, you may think you got a steal, but Dobbins just kind of got hurt, and the right. guy was bummed after that. But, um, yeah, so I, I was in, like, live when that stuff was going on um, with Dobbins and with uh, for two different drafts. It was, it's, it's interesting, though. You always wait till after them. Please, please wait. A uh, couple of real quick other defensive yep. notes. Uh, Honey Badger, positive COVID, oh, yeah. but he's fully vaccinated, so he shouldn't have to miss as much time as someone else like Cam Newton. Uh, if he were on a team. If you were on a team, uh, yeah. So, you know, but but does does, does not having uh, Tyron Matthew on your defense for one week, does that bother you? Or no. You so, I, all right, so Chiefs against the Browns, you probably won't start either one of those because that has the potential to be – uh, you're gonna uh, if you draft one, you're gonna start him. But you know, in daily, you don't want to start him. But I mean, if you drafted one, if I drafted the Browns defense, I'm gonna bite the bullet and play him in week one. Okay. You know, same thing with Chiefs. If I brought the Chiefs in week one, I'll, I'll I'll bite the bullet. I don't. I mean, I say Pittsburgh too. If I draft Pittsburgh defense, I'm not gonna panic. I'm gonna say, okay, take my lumps, hope that they get a get an interception or get a special teams thing or whatever, you know, and take my chances there. All right, last one. Uh... Trey Flowers of this of this uh, Eagles guy Seahawks. Yep, uh, has won the right cornerback job after he lost it twice last year. Does that give you confidence in the Seahawks secondary? That feels like my raid at the dispatch. I think I got a, <laughs> after losing it twice, I came back a third time. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I, look, I, you know, Pete Carroll's like, oh, he's had a great camp. He's so much improved. Very well could be true. Yeah, but there's a reason you lost it twice before. Yes. Like I lost with the dispatch twice for it. There's a reason it happened. There's a reason <laughs> no, that it, happened. Just little things to think about as you head into week one. You know, like, if, listen, if Seattle's playing the Jaguars, yeah. start Seattle. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. Yep. But, you know, if Seattle has, I mean, listen, that division, right? If Seattle has the Cardinals or the Rams, like, you know, uh, you know. Even the 49ers some degree. Right. Anyone in that division, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, it's another reason why, like, I'm not a big, you know, um, James Conner fan. I know we're, we're kind of bouncing around here at this point. Uh, Conner goes into a decent situation. Sure. Uh, I, I wouldn't – Chase Edmonds, really, is, it's his job to lose. But Conner's not going to sit in a bench either. I think Conner's a goal line guy. I think Kyle Murray's a goal line guy. Well, that's probably true, too. Right, I mean, like, Uche. that was and, a really and, smart comment by you. I appreciate it. Like off the top uh, of your head, that was really good. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> um, 
should probably we should we have our glasses on uh, for the beginning of our segment. Yeah. Oh, glasses sorry. next time. You can't borrow my glasses. I'll wear the glasses. We got other ones. There you go. Um, that division uh, is going to be. You know, James Conner's not a big receiver out of the backfield. So, no. you know, I think he's. I think. Don't over oh, don't overdraft someone like that who's in a situation. You know, <laughs> this contradicts everything we just said because as much as we've talked about the Ravens, right, uh, and how having a secondary option of a end zone running back, sure, behind a quarterback that's going to steal a bunch of touchdowns. Uh, you know, one of the reasons why you love Harris now is because Cam Newton's out of the way. I don't think Murray's going to run as much this year as did last year. I think I think they're going to make concerted effort not to run him as much. That's fair. Um, but Connor is in a, a – a lot of people think Connor is in a 60-40 timeshare. Uh, I don't think that's the case. I think I think it's Edmund's job and Connor's the complimentary guy. So would you Connor, take Connor as a standalone or only as a handcuff? I would take him as a handcuff plus. I would not. I would not. I would not take him. I would. <laughs> Way to plant that flag. He's not, he's not going to be as good as Latavius Murray was in his situation. Okay. Uh, he will be serviceable in a heavy bye week. If if you have to screw up and get your running backs on the same bye week, right? <laughs> right. Then it's like, yeah, this guy's not bad. Okay, I can think about this guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of jumped into that. Uh, by the way, yeah, uh, David Moore, who was had forty some receptions last year for uh, Seattle, right, was picked up, signed a two year contract, uh, almost five million dollars, was cut by the Panthers, uh, which means what? Because they don't have a ton of talent at receiver. Well. Yeah, they've got what they've got uh, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. No, actually, they've also got my boy Terrace Marshall Jr. Right. So they must stud. Right. So twenty-one yes. year old, twenty-one year old kid clearly yeah. has made them, you know, sh shed shed the old weight. I guess not the old yep. weight, but you know, like the 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 veteran. I mean, they signed him though. I mean, I know four point seven five million isn't a lot of money over two years. Right. But you know, but you know, like they, are, they are still invested that kind of money into them, right? I, I, not, I'm not, I'm not raising Darnold up the draft board with or without David Moore, right? Doesn't do it for me, yeah. But I like my guys to have. If I'm drafting Darnold, mm -hmm. I'm not. <laughs> if I am, I like my quarterbacks. To have at least some some reliable hands, right? And I love DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. You know, yeah, they, they did some nice things in New York uh, because who else was there? Right. McCaffrey's the the best receiver on the team. Robbie Anderson's the number three receiver behind McCaffrey and DJ Moore. Correct. But is that team going any play fantasy wise? I mean, other than McCaffrey and Moore, 
Anderson's you're not is Anderson Anderson's out of two though. Anderson's a flex or a three. Yeah, Anderson's flex. Look, but if it gets down to the end of the draft, last couple rounds, if I'm if I'm like, man, my team is loaded. PPR? I like Anderson. I, I'll throw a dart at Marshall though. Okay. I'll throw a dart there. Yeah. yeah. If like if I'm loaded at wide receiver already, I'm like, you know what? Hell with it. I'll, I'll throw a dart at Marshall. Maybe gives me some uh, a piece of trade later on if I want to. Fair enough. Yeah. So now All I'm right, rolling we... with Marshall, Winston, and Damian Harris. My team is on the floor. Here we go. <laughs> Are you going to sh- shoot free throws underhand? Yeah, I've talked myself into loving those three guys successfully tonight. You you are attached. You are attached to the hip to Marshall. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, they see something in him. Last time you said I ended the show abruptly, so I'm not going to end the show abruptly this time. Yeah, guys. Listen, I don't know whoever was out there listening. It was a little abrupt, and I should have called him out on it. I should have just made the awkward more awkward. Okay. But so, you said earlier now, uh, one more quick thing. So that makes me feel like you're ready to wrap it up. Oh, man, I could go all night. Um, no, we're good. DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, who do you get more value with? Well, they're on the same team. Who do you get more value with? That's not, we talked about this earlier, the running backs. Swift or Williams, which one do you get more value with? Swift because he. I think it's Williams. Just because you draft him later doesn't mean he's he's better value. I think Swift has a much 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 bigger ceiling now, because of his injury history. I yes, I would like to have Williams in my back pocket. I don't think I'm going to pay for Swift where I need to pay for him. Williams could be that guy we're talking about. He could be that. I I mean, I keep bringing up the name, but he could be the Latavius Murray this year. Right. He could be. Quite frankly, he had a really nice role behind Jones last year. Yeah, you just couldn't you couldn't rely on it though. I think, um, and I, I just think you have to go into that situation knowing that Swift is the guy, and he's going to get a lot of receptions. Right. And, but if he goes down, Jamal Williams is a nice, reliable three. The OC there, Anthony Lynn, likes throwing to running backs. Absolutely, yeah. uh, I like I like I like Jamal Williams as a depth chart guy that you're yep. not going to start unless and unless Swift gets hurt, mm-hmm. and then he's an auto flex start. Yeah. All right. The next time we talk to you folks, we will be yeah. going over some Week One rankings, right, Adam? I'm excited for that. Finally, we're getting into yeah. some football, some, some some actual starting benching. Yes, sit, start. Yep, all that stuff. We're going to do all those things. So we'll have our rankings. We'll talk to you about them. We'll argue about them. I'll have Damian Harris ranked way too high. Adam will tell me why I'm an idiot. We'll see who's right. We can go from there on that. But Adam, as usual, and by, I say as usual is our second podcast on this one. As usual, you get the last word. Uh-huh. That's it, folks. See you next time.